tuned in to Buffalo Bulls Radio. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, brought to you in part by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, and Comdoc. UB Football Insider is coming to you live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Here's UB head football coach Lance Leipold and assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller. Good evening, everyone, and, th and thanks for tuning in to another episode of UB Football Insider with head coach Lance Leipold. We're coming to you live from the Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Miller's Ford Highway, just next to the UB campus. Encourage everyone coming home from work or out and about. You want to stop by and uh, say hello to coach, meet coach, have some great food here at Santora's. Encourage everybody to stop by. And uh, with that, just want to bring in Head Coach Lance Leipold. Coach, how are we doing today? Doing great, John. How are you? Doing very well. Um, camp winding down. I think today was the first of final full practice today before uh, getting into um, game week next week. How, how would you assess camp uh, overall? I think it's been a very successful camp. It's gone, uh, I think we alluded to it last week a little bit, uh, a very efficient camp. Uh, I think second time around, we, everybody has a better feel for how we're operating. I think we stayed fairly healthy. Most of our injuries have been kind of bumps and bruises here a few days at a time and uh, tomorrow we're going to do a simulation of, of a mock game a lot of situational things that we're going to go through kind of wrap up camp and uh, as you said then quickly head into game week on Sunday yeah one of the, your favorite words you use with the team is coachable and you know with all these newcomers that you have on this team to have such a um, you know a fluid camp would you say that that um, your coaches are or your players are coachable because I mean I really you know you haven't have such a fluid camp and then have not have any issues, you know you feel pretty comfortable. I think, so I think the thing that's really evident this year again is the the upperclassmen that understand the expectations and and are really guiding those newcomers that we had talked about earlier and and being coachable it isn't just being coachable on the field it's being coachable in the classroom while you're watching film it's coachable in the weight room and a, a very important part we talk with guys that when you go through a camp of every day is is through the bumps and bruises is even being coachable in the training room when when you when you're doing rehab taking care of your body even preventative things that we try to do in between practices and again i think we've got a group that's really embracing that yeah let's talk about some of those players because you know there'd be a lot of new names you talked about you know all the new players are on this team uh from last uh you know, from last year and but there are a lot of um you know, really good standout players that I'm excited to see this year. They've had a really good camp, and I think it starts with local uh, stand Gordon Johnson uh, at running back. You know, I thought he's, he's really had a good camp, and it's it's you know UB has had a really good run of running backs over the last number of years, going back to James Starks and Brandon Oliver, both in the NFL. Anthony Taylor had a nice career here at UB, and now it's Jordan Johnson's time to shine. Kind of talk about his progression and, and how well he's played. I think he's had an excellent camp, an excellent summer. Uh, you know, Jordan, uh, as you said, he's a senior. I think sometimes it's it's nice to see that senior that realizes it's the last go around and it's it's time to, and he's waited patiently for that opportunity to be the number one guy. He showed flashes last year of being very productive and very durable while he was doing it. And uh, I think the Ohio, Ohio game was one that he really stood out. So with that, I think the time that I saw him spending extra time around the office, watching film on his own, extra workouts in the weight room, all those things are, is really kind of helping him. And you can see him 
kind of take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, one side note about Jordan, you know, last year he did start two games and Anthony was down and uh, ran for over 100 yards in both his starts to become just, I think, the second running back in, in school history in the FBS era to, to have, have 100-yard games in his first two career starts. So the, obviously the kid can run. And um, I'm excited to see him, you know, once the season starts. Right. And, and I think we've said it many times before, a high school quarterback who continues to learn the position. And, again, I guess he's a, one of the examples of somebody that would be just, again, reaching that fullest potential. And, and, and now to have a chance to be the guy, I think he's ready for a breakout year. He was, a, he was a quarterback in high school. Do you think it took him a little bit long to kind of learn the position? Because obviously he had never played running back. I think so. I wasn't here. You know, our staff wasn't here for the beginning to see that that, that kind of the infancy stage of, of when he got on campus. But you could still still see, like, Matt Simon, our running back coach, talking to him about the small things that you have to look at. And, and again, somebody that, that is as athletic as Jordan is, you can see that he can get those things done, and, and he's done a nice job. And how important is it, Jordan, Jordan being a local kid, went to Sweet Home High School right around the corner, how important is it to recruit local and have one of your standout players be a local player? Well, extremely important. It's, uh, again, it, for multiple reasons. One is, you know, when you the further you recruit away, the more sometimes with distance and homesickness and acclimation, whether it be to campus, part of the country, weather, all those things. So when you have somebody that's close by, that you know there's less of that the other part of course is uh, you know the local fan base and, and, and they like to cheer for for the for names that they know and as well as ones that they don't know but if it, it always helps that you know that's part of it and when we came uh, you know to to ub we wanted we want to recruit you know the buffalo area. we want to recruit western new york as much as we can whether it be with scholarships or walk-on players and we're going to continue to do so and as many as we can keep right here at home I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and then a lot of new names behind Jordan at that running back spot. I mean, Jonathan Hawkins did get some time last year, so fans will remember him. But kind of talk about some of the other new guys at the running back position. Yeah, Jonathan Hawkins played a little bit last year as a true freshman. He's from Atlanta, Georgia, a very talented guy. I think there's going to be a great combination there between the two. Don't be surprised if they're on the field at the same time. John can also help us in the, in the uh, return game. Very explosive, talented athlete. Zach Nicholas redshirted last year. He played as a true freshman in the program prior to our arrival. We play, he moved to defense uh, a year ago, spring, moved him back to offense. Uh, you know, good size, good speed. Um, so he has a chance to contribute. Emmanuel Reed, a redshirt freshman, extremely quick. He's not the tallest in stature, but he can get lost in the, in the mix there sometimes with linemen. The next thing you know, he's kind of squirting out of there and, and for big plays, and he has a chance to really kind of add a different dynamic to our offense. Um, and then Cameron Pickett's a, a, a freshman from the Atlanta, Georgia area that's very talented. You know, we'll, we'll try to redshirt him if possible, but uh, if, if something will happen where we need him, we will we'll definitely go to him because I think he's going to be a talented young man. Uh, like running back, a lot of new faces at the wide receiver position, but maybe not necessarily new faces because the guys have been around the program, but it seems like we have, there's a couple new players um, that are, have really emerged in camp and are ready to kind of take their step into the spotlight. And I'm talking about maybe uh, Malcolm Robinson, Jamar Island. Both have had some good camps. Kind of talk about the wide receiver position. Yeah, you, you mentioned those two names. Those are, t- you know, you know, two young men that, you know, we really need to step up, and they have. And that's what's really neat to see is um, both kind of battled injuries at different times. Uh, Jamal Moore in camp last year kind of slowed him down. And, and Malcolm did, after, he was hurt, I think, pulled a hamstring in the Nevada game. So those two guys have 
yeah. great off seasons. They're, they've become very explosive players there and uh, really had excellent camps. And I, I think our fans are going to enjoy watching them play. Yeah, and then we also have um, you know, Marcus McGill back. You know, he was a 50, cat, uh, 50 reception guy last mm-hmm. year. So there is some experience there. I know uh, um, – Jacob Martinez, a little banged up right now, but he'll be back. Yep. He's another, another experienced receiver, so it seems like there's a lot of experience. And a couple yep. new guys um, that with, with uh, that you've added mm-hmm. from the JUCO ranks that have bring, seem to bring a lot of speed. Yeah, and one other one, a redshirt freshman, K.J. Osborne, has played really well. And K.J. redshirted last year, so he's in that mix. And then Kamadi Hosley is a junior college receiver, um, arrived on campus this summer. He's got height, he's got speed. Uh, much like Malcolm Robinson in, in, in size and stature. So we, we feel good about him. Uh, Anthony Johnson, an, uh, a junior college transfer from Iowa Western uh, College, is a uh, uh, another young man who, who arrived right prior to camp starting. Um, still learning the offense and doing things, but I think by the time we hit conference play, uh, you know, he's going to start making an impact in our program as well. And real quick before we go to break, one other position I want to touch on with the offense because I think it's very important is that, that tight end spot. You lost yep. a Matt Weiser, who arguably was the best tight end ever played for the Bulls, um, but you have a guy named Mason Shrek who, you know, had, had played a lot of time over his last three years, mm-hmm. and a couple of younger guys in, in Tyler Mabry, Kevin Rogers, right. they're ready to step up too. So it seems like you have some depth at that position as well. Yes, we do. Mason's been, you know, a very talented athletic tight end who can stretch the field, good hands. Really has improved his blocking. He'll be the leader of that group. Tyler Mayberry, uh, redshirt freshman, uh, teammate of K.J. Osborne, is uh, really had from halfway through last spring all the way through camp. He's one of the guys that has really just continues to uh, elevate his game. Kevin Rogers is another young player that's in the mix. Glenn Mullenich is a converted fullback. We're not really using a fullback as much, so he's got a role in, in, in some personnel packages that we use so that that group again is another one that we feel feel good about because uh they they understand now what we're doing okay well we're gonna take a break bring it back talked about the defensive side of the ball we're here with coach Leipold over Santoris on Millersport Highway stop by again you're listening to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold live on ESPN 15 Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music. Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. Hello, this is that Kegworks guy for the Kegworks store. Are you sick of that neighbor throwing the best party every year? We have everything you need to kick that guy's party right in the you-know-what. From an extensive line of Jello shot supplies to keg pumps, premium cocktail mixers, beer pong tables, and so much more. So get to the Kegworks store at 1460 Military Road in Kenmore, just south of Sheridan. Until next time, this is that Kegworks guy reminding you, go to the Kegworks store. There's only one place to discover the BMW difference, all while making a difference. At the BMW Drive for a Cause, show support for your community and help us achieve our goal of raising up to $1.5 million simply by taking a test drive. Register at BMWUSA.com slash drive for a cause. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. BMW of North America will contribute $200,000 to Team USA and will match the dealer's contribution up to $5,000 towards the dealer's charity of choice, whether you participate or not. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. 
Buffalo sports fans, don't miss the season opener for UB football on Friday, September 2nd, when the Bulls take on the Great Danes of Albany at 7 p.m. Stampede Square opens at 4 p.m., featuring fun, family entertainment, and country music star Jared Neiman on the Tailgate Concert Series stage. For tickets and more information, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. It's football, tailgating, and live music, so make sure to be counted and get your tickets today. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, Bulls fans, get ready for the 2016 football season during the end of the summer football ticket flash sale. Uh, tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., fans can purchase tickets to any home football game for just $16. That's about a 50% saving on the regular price ticket. So fans can purchase in person at the Alumni Arena ticket office, online at ubbowls.com, or by calling one eight seven seven ub there First game is next Friday, September 2nd, when the Bulls take on Albany at 7 p.m. That will bring back in Coach Leipold. And, you know, we kind of touched on the offense here to start the show, but Let's talk a little bit about the defense. I thought, you know, it's kind of a big contrast from last year. I think when you took over the program last year, you had a lot of experience on the offensive side of the ball, but not so much on the defensive side of the ball. Now it's almost just the opposite. A lot of new faces on the offensive side of the ball, but on the defensive side of the ball, you have eight, star- eight returning starters, you know, a lot of experience on the defensive side of the ball, and it really starts up front. Uh, you know, that defensive line, you know, you have you know, your four starters returning from a season ago, and you've really and you bring, you brought in some uh, new faces, and then from the scrimmages and the practices that I've seen, seems like you really have a lot of depth at that defensive line. Why don't you talk about the D-line a little bit? We, we do feel good about that defensive line, John. It, and like you said, a year ago at this time, we sat and we, we had so many unknowns and, and, you know, what we were going to play against, how we were going to line up. We had moved some guys uh, from linebacker to defensive line, safeties to outside linebackers. So much of that was on the, And now the, the comfort level with that group, and, and it really has developed nicely for us. Um, you know, Brandon Crawford and Damone Harris, you know, two defensive ends, play a lot of football for us and are, you know, excellent football players at the end spots. Uh, Chris Ford, Max Parisi are the two right now in the, in, in the inside at the defensive tackle spots. But, again, you, you alluded to death. Justin Brandon played as a true freshman last year at defensive tackle, as did Chuck Harris at the defensive end spot. So they got a lot of young playing time there, and, they're, and they've elevated their games. One of the newcomers that we talked about is uh, Romain Douglas from uh, graduate transfer. He finished his degree at the University of Louisiana Lafayette and, and uh, played for Tim Edwards when he coached there. And uh, through that relationship, after he got his degree, he came up here this summer, and he's been a great addition. And uh, he, he's going to make a difference for us in, in the rotation there. Uh, Tori Hendrick, who didn't play last year, is a, is a speed rusher on the outside. Randy Anawu is another one that could be a great pass rusher. Uh, Joe Keels, another graduate uh, uh, transfer from the University of Nebraska is another strong side end who's just getting in the flow of practice right now and has a chance to help us. So there's a lot of names. I left a couple out yet. Miles Nicholas, Duke Wong. So again, if as you go and it, you know the thing is, if we can stop the run and make teams one-dimensional, then we got a chance uh, to have success and kind of you know get the multiple packages. Yeah, you know we talked about you know Grant Rohaj being a fifth-year uh, grad transfer at the quarterback spot from Iowa State, but we kind of talked about. 
you know, a Romain Douglas and a Joe Keels. How important is it to go out and to, you know, and to be able to get these graduate, um, you know, transfer programs? They're, they're coming from big programs. Yeah. And how important is it to go out and, and be able to add them to your program? Well, one of the things we wanted to look at is, you know, sometimes when you, when you want to add depth and competition, how long do you need it for? Some of our junior college players, where I think we, we talked about last week, have three years of eligibility. And then the typical junior college player has two years of eligibility when they you know, land on campus. And now these graduate transfers have one. So it isn't like we bought in, brought in a bunch of guys that just all have two years. It, it kind of really bunches up your scholarship count, and, and then you're going to be okay for years. And all of a sudden, two, two years down the road, you're really, really young. So we're able to spread that out. They add some depth. They, they've, had, they've had experience. Last year we had to play a lot of true freshmen. And it's, and it's unfortunate. You know, sometimes it's good when they're really talented, but you'd really like, especially in the line positions, that you'd like those guys to have a year to develop in the weight room and start thinking about them being 23 years old as fifth-year seniors versus playing as an 18-year-old. That, that, that's a huge difference. And sometimes, you're, you know, five years from now, you sit back and go, boy, I wish I had that guy for one more year. Right, sure. Um, other parts of the defense that I think have a lot of strength this year uh, is the cornerback spot. I mean, Boise Ross is an all-MAC cornerback. Um, you know, obviously started his career as a wide receiver, made the switch over um, as a sophomore to cornerback, and just seems to get better and better yeah. and better. I mean, just talk about his Yeah, game. his, you know, you know, last year, the way it was explained to me and, and everything is that Boise made the transition from receiver to corner like after a game or two. Yep. So he didn't get a fall camp. We've we've had over 20-some practices. So even to go into play, to make a, t- a change like that in his sophomore year really says a lot about him. So now he got he's had two full camps. He's had a lot of practices, and he gets more comfortable every day. He learns the position more. I think a, a year ago, he's just playing on his athletic ability. And now, now he's knowing he knows the game. Playing receiver, he really has a good understanding of routes and how guys tip things off. But uh, again, he's going to uh, he's going to be someone we're going to lean on a lot. And then over on the other side is Cam Lewis. Uh, you know, Cam played as another true freshman that played last year. He had a pick six against Northern Illinois. Uh, very confident. You, you, you need to be very confident in that corner, and you need to have a short memory. So, uh, and, and he's one of those guys that had. He's a talented guy who's going to probably help us in the return game sometime this year as well. Brandon Williams is a player who's, con- who's battled some injuries last year. Now he's healthy. Play, you know, he's through spring to now. He's really keep, keeps elevating what he's doing. And then Tatum Slack is one of those junior college players that has three years of eligibility that's kind of added to that. Yeah, and one interesting note that I didn't even realize until uh, Mark Gaughan interviewed him uh, was uh, Cam Lewis was the fact that, you know, we all know how good a cornerback he is, and and he really um, played well as a true freshman last year. I did never realize he had never played defensive back in high school. Yeah, you know, he, and he was kind of a linebacker yeah. and did some other things. And, you know, a lot of times in high schools he went to a smaller school, and uh, you're not going to take your best player and just let him be isolated where people can go away from him. So sometimes you put him in the middle of the field and doing things. And, and for a guy to do that and play as a true freshman as well as, he's, as he does, you can tell that uh, he's really a talented guy. Yeah, no question about it. Um, one position that uh, you really gain some depth and depth i think too is at the linebacker spot i mean last year 
Um, Nick Gilbo was fantastic for this team. Uh, Casey Alozzi was an all-MAC linebacker. Brandon Berry was an all-MAC linebacker. But those guys played a lot of snaps. And I think as the season went on, you know, they just started to wear down. Yeah. But now, you know, you brought in, um, you know, some new faces like in uh, a, a Khalil Hodge, who seems to be, is, and, and some and freshmen, and just kind of talk about that yep. position. You have a little more depth there, and what we're going to see a linebacker. Yeah, I think the thing there that that you alluded to was we played a lot of games in a short period of time late in the year, and then because we didn't feel we had the depth and everywhere that we needed. Jared Franklin was out um, for the season, and, you know, we just wore down, and, and we left guys on the field longer than they should have been, and it kind of it came back to bite us a little bit. So now, you know, we, you mentioned Brandon Berry. You, met, you mentioned Khalil Hodge. Jared Franklin's back healthy. Now you have Ishmael Hargrove, who, if, if you're going to ask me to name five of our most improved players on the team, Ishmael Hargrove is going to be in that list, if not at the top. Jordan Collier made the, uh, you know, uh, transition from a safety to an outside linebacker last year. He was just learning the position. He is much more comfortable. So Ishmael Hargrove and Jordan Collier will be at the rover spot. So we feel good there. Also, in our first class, we never, we didn't, we didn't sign any freshmen in that first class. So that really kind of gave us a gap, and that's kind of where some of the junior college helped. And then we, we signed three um, high school players as well. Matt Ant- Antwanowski, in which I have troubles pronouncing, mm-hmm. and I apologize, is a true freshman. He's a good Polish two- name. You should yeah, know that around I here. Come on. Yeah, i got to have Andy Kolnicki help me with some of those <laughs> names. But, uh, you know, Matt's a, a true freshman. Right now he's behind Khalil Hodge and at the Mike linebacker spot, and, uh, you know, he's going to help us on special teams and, uh, you know, a guy who's have a very pr- bright future for us as well. All right. Well, I know you have to run, Coach, another event to go to, but I appreciate your time. Uh, up next, we're going to bring in a guy who's a little new to radio. I'm not sure. Uh, his name's Paul Peck. I don't think, you know, I know he's been no, a host. He's never know. been a guest, so I don't uh, know how this is going to work out. We'll see, but we'll bring him on here. Uh, that's coming up next. You're listening to UB Football Insider with Lance Live live on ESPN 1520. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music, Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong, the only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. There's only one place to discover the BMW difference, all while making a difference. At the BMW Drive for a Cause. Show support for your community and help us achieve our goal of raising up to $1.5 million simply by taking a test drive. Register at BMWUSA.com slash drive for a cause. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The BMW of North America will contribute $200,000 to Team USA and will match the dealer's contribution up to $5,000 towards the dealer's charity of choice, whether you participate or not. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. Country music fans, get the VIP experience this fall during the Seneca Niagara Tailgate Concert Series at UB Football for only $36. Ow, 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 ow. This year's acts include Jared Neiman, David Nail, Chris Lane, Eddie Money, and more. 
Your VIP experience gets you front of the stage access and game ticket. To order, log on to ubbulls.com. It's country music, football, and tailgating. What else do you need? Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. Bulls fans were almost one week away from the home opener next Friday night and get ready for the 2016 football season during the end of the summer football ticket flash sale. That's on tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fans can purchase tickets to any home football game for just $16. That's a 50% saving off a regular price ticket. Fans can purchase in-person at Alumni Arena Ticket Office online at ubbulls.com or by calling 1-877-UB-THERE. First game is, like I said, next Friday, September 2nd, when the Bulls take on Albany at 7 p.m. And with that, we're going to bring in the voice of the Bulls, Paul Peck. Usually you're hosting these shows. Yes, now you're coming this, in is as a little, guest, so. this is a little odd for me. I'm, I'm normally in your seat, and, and trust me, you're doing a great job at it. But it, sometimes I'm the one always usually coming up with the questions to ask. So I, I'm, I'm, this is kind of nice. I can kick back and, and let you ask the questions here, and I'll do my best to uh, answer them as w- almost as well as Coach does. All right, well. <laughs> First question I have for you is you've been out to a few practices now and just kind of maybe give your overall thoughts on what you've seen. on the Yeah, field. I, you know, I mean, obviously with all the new players, uh, you know, over 40 of them, uh, you know, part of my goal at being at practices is, that, you know, i got to start learning who some of the new key guys are. And, you know, there's always that process of me of names and numbers connecting where are they playing, who are the starters. But I think, John, the thing that's jumped out at me is, I, is that I feel like from what I've seen at practice, the Bulls are a more talented team maybe than they have been over the last couple of years. Faster, quicker, bigger, more athletic. Um, but the trade-off for that is that younger and and more inexperienced. And that and that can be inexperienced in freshmen that are going to play, uh, redshirt freshmen that are the, a bunch of them are going to play, and it's also inexperienced in some of the junior college transfers that while they are more quote-unquote experienced having been in football for two or three years, they're not experienced here with the Bulls. So so that was that's sort of what jumps out at me a little bit from what I've seen at practice. Yeah, I guess my first question for you is, you know, how many times are you going to, when the quarterback drops back, how many times are you going to want to say Joe, Joe yes, pass yes. the ball? Because obviously, you know, it's been 40 straight games that Joe Licata has started quarterback, you know, and, and you've seen both these quarterbacks play, Grant Rojach and Tyree Jackson, and, and I'm really excited about both. I know Coach hasn't named a starter yet and probably won't name one until next week, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really excited about, about what both of these guys kind of bring to the table. You, you, you get into a routine of, you know, and I think the other thing with, with Joe was, you know, everybody around here knew him. He was kind of on everybody's radar from when he was a sophomore in high school. So you go back three years before he ever gets to UB, and everybody kind of knows Joe Licata. And, and, and you got comfortable with him, and you didn't have it twice. You knew you were set at quarterback with Joe. Uh, and, and I think I said this to you a couple of the first practices that I went out to. It's like it's just weird not seeing number 16 at quarterback. You're like, wait, what's wrong here? Um, so, But, hey, that's college football, and it happens, and there's always going to be turnover. And I've been impressed with both guys. Uh, um, you know, I, I, you, you joke about it. You know, I, there, I will definitely say Joe Lakata at some point along. The other thing I can guarantee you that I will mess up somewhere along the line is calling, not having the quarterback 
holding the ball and running with it. You know, because not only is it, it they're, they're pretty good at it, which makes it hard to see, but that's such a part of the offense that we haven't seen much. That just wasn't Joe's game, and, and he didn't do it, and you didn't ask him to do it. But uh, there's been so much more quarterback running and read optioning, and I had some flashbacks to my college days watching practice the other day because when I was a student at Syracuse in the 80s when it was Donovan McNabb, uh, well, even not Donovan McNabb, it was Don McPherson and Marvin Graves and those guys, and they were really on the cutting edge of running what they called the freeze option where you'd see the quarterback would start to option down the line and then he would drop back and throw and some when Syracuse went undefeated and went to the to the Sugar Bowl in 1988 89 that they did it on the freeze option all of a sudden I'm seeing the Bulls running freeze option and I'm having flashbacks to my college days but I also know it can be a very effective offense uh, and the more misdirection and confusion you can create for a defense the better it is that's why the read option is as popular as it is yeah and I think you know a lot of people expected that like when coach Leipold came on board and, and you watch those whitewater games you know his quarterbacks always kind of ran and used that misdirection and everything but obviously you know joe was i mean he's the best quarterback to ever played sure. be so but he was he was one-dimensional so i i'm excited to see you know whoever the starter is going to be and they're both going to play obviously but right. they're both super talented super athletic it will be fun to you know see how what they're you know if it opens up the play calling it's the, the quarterback battle has been fun to watch because both guys have played very well and, it, and it's a classic sort of uh, battle that you see at a lot of levels of football. You've got the steady guy, the experienced guy, has been in the wars in the Big 12. Nothing's going to phase him. He he knows what he needs to do. He knows what his talent level is. And then you've got this other kid who is so intriguing with his size and his skills and his upside. And as a fan, you go, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. He could be an, an NFL top draft pick based on his size and his arm strength and 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 it's always interesting to me that how that decision is going to be made by lance and his staff is is it always interesting do you go with what you know you're going to get or do you you can't keep the kid with all the talent on the bench very long so i'm really intrigued to see how lance and the and andy kotelnicki and the staff are going to handle it and i think you're right i think we're going to see both guys yeah i think you must have to um well while we have time let's kind of touch uh, touch on the mac a little bit sure um you know it it looks like you know the Bulls are picked to finish uh, fourth in, in the MAC East division, mm-hmm. but but I think the, the the East divisions is pretty wide open it because is. I, I you know Bowling Green lost a lot. They're picked to win the East, but they've lost a lot. Ohio just lost their quarterback, so Akron lost some players. So I, I think it's a little more wide open um, than than the prognosticators are saying. Right. I mean, hey, Bowling Green's the defending MAC champion, and they're a great program, but they got a new coach, they got a new quarterback, they lost their two, three, of their best receivers. Uh, you know, they may be to the point where they're a reloading program, and they'll be shoulders above everybody else. But we don't know that yet. Akron, I thought, had a great year last year, appeared to be ready to take that next step up, but they lost their whole offensive line, and they lost a lot of defense. Ohio is always stop, solid. Uh, you know, and then you've got building programs like Miami and Kent. Are they ready to take step up? I think... I think the MAC East is wide open. I, you know, it, it, five and three team may win the division. Um, if you get to six and two, you may be the head and shoulders one. And I think almost every one of those teams in the division can be there. Yeah, and if you look at the Bulls' schedule, I think it's so important. They have those two. Their two early MAC games are both at home against Kent State and Ball State, who are picked to finish a little bit lower in the division. So I think it's just so important for the Bulls to get those two. Early 
home wins and start 2-0 in the MAC and kind of build that confidence. Absolutely. You know, and and, and I, I think we'll talk about it a little more as we go forward. Such a The home schedule for the Bulls versus the road schedule is so dramatically different. I, I ran some numbers that I'll give to you when we have a little more time to do that. But, but yes, it, it, winning some of those home games and the early home games I think are going to sort of set the tone for the season. All right, Paul, that's about it for uh, our time. I appreciate you coming out and uh, pinch hitting for Coach Leipold as he had to uh, run to an event. But I appreciate you coming out, Paul. appreciate uh, Coach Leipold for his time. I want to thank the squad back in the studio. And, and just a reminder, we're here every Thursday night at uh, the Santoras on Millersport Highway. So we'll see you next, I believe, next Friday. Next Thursday's show is actually at 5 p.m., but normally we're here at 6 p.m. So we'll see you back out here next Thursday night at 5 p.m. for UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Good night, everybody. UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold is presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, and brought to you by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, Comdoc. Go to UBBulls.com for schedules, highlights, and everything Buffalo Bulls. Go blue, go white, and go Bulls.